Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork Sunderland Review Show. A fantastic 2-1 win thanks to a brilliant second half performance from Sunderland means we're all feeling a little bit chirpier than we have done over the past couple of weeks. And as always, we'll be here to review the rest of the game, including myself here from a hotel or a guest house in Lee, which I never thought I'd be doing a podcast from. But nonetheless, um, first and foremost, as always, to join me is... The person I'm now always introducing first, Brad. Brad, how are you doing? You okay? Very good, mate. With uh, that result and performance today, um, I'm looking forward to talking about this one. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, 100%. Um, second of all, Ross Black. Ross, you have rejoined us. It's full house today. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, really good. Our second half performance made us feel a lot better. Uh, just kind of a bit stuck into it. And last but definitely not least, Dave Lawrence. Dave, are you okay? Yeah, very good, mate. It's uh, nice, uh, nice to be chatting about a win for the first time in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, all good. Yep, as you said, first time that we've won a game since Redden, which felt really positive at the time. I'm sure we'll get into the reasons why we think maybe we we haven't. But ultimately, a fantastic 2-1 win today. Um, it felt like a brilliant win. The second half performance was excellent. I'm not 100% sure I've seen that coming if I'm honest but it did come so I don't really care um Brad I introduced you first so I'll go with you first um as always first question is always the same we'll beat Wigan 2-1 how are you feeling to be fair people are saying about the second half performance for me I thought we dominated the full 90 um I don't want to talk about no strikers because we've just won but I'm telling you if we had an out and out striker today we'd have scored four five six or seven because there was some great play great build-up play um, and still was just crying out for someone to get on the end of them. The, the amount of times we put the ball in the box, um, but it was yeah. I, I I don't really have many negatives to say about that performance. Really, what was good today was seeing character went. We conceded what you would really say is the worst time to concede just on the stroke half time, but the character from the boys second half was phenomenal. Um, Dennis Serkin, it's like he's never been away. He was absolutely outstanding. Um, plenty positives to pick from today. I, I, I mean, there's not many negatives in my opinion. Um, I challenge you to try and pick a few out because I, I haven't got too many, if I'm honest. It's just a really positive, positive day for the club. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like there's too many negatives in it. I don't even know if I'll touch on one because it felt like a, a good day. And I'm inclined to agree with you, really, um, on the, the goal. Um, I think it took the stuff and that was a little bit and I felt like the first half performance was maybe... Worse than it was. Um, I felt the same way. If there was a strike on the pitch, that game was almost done and dusted come come half time. But you know, I'll, I'll take it the way it was. That's completely fine. Um, Ross, same question to you, mate. A great performance here from Sunderland. A um, lot of character. Again, no strikers, which we'll come on to. But um, a win, ultimately. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I thought that when we got the ball down, started playing football and didn't go to Wigan's level, which was kick it lumbered and get a knock on. I thought we played some really good stuff. Players who probably had a really quiet week last week, such as Pritchard, Embleton, Roberts, our main creative forces, when they got the ball on the deck and played around them, I thought they were fantastic. I thought Ahmad Diallo was fantastic as well. When he came on setting off, he made a real impact, not as a forward, but as a more deep-lying midfielder, which I never thought I'd see. Some of the tackles when he was tracking back were fantastic and I just feel like it was a really rejuvenated performance and the crowd, I think the crowd had a bit of it as well. Like it was rocking setting off. I'm 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 in the quiet seats and the north stand and then when it when it really got going it was fantastic. And uh but I overall I just think we showed that there's reasons why well we had a full fully fit squad. 
people were saying like, oh, we're a different level to the likes of Wigan and Rotherham who've came up as well. And I think you could see that Wigan are effective at what they do and they will get points by doing that. But when teams come up against them and play football around them, like we did second half especially and parts of the first half, I think we're a much better team. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought we were really good today. I thought some of the football we played was, was excellent. Um, Dave, obviously, I've, we've all said pretty much we're really happy with it. I'll come to you last, by no means least, though, mate. Um, how are you feeling about the performance? Yeah, I, I think I think you guys have already pretty much covered it all. But I think the one thing that um, I don't think it's been in any doubt whatsoever for, for quite a while, to be honest. But the one thing that impressed me the most was... Um, was probably epitomised by Dennis Serkin's goal, and it was it was desire, the desire that he showed to get on the end of that was uh, was unbelievable. Uh, I did like watching the highlights back, watching one of the Wigan centre forwards, arms up in the air as if to say, "Oh, referee's pushed him." I'm thinking to myself, "Mate, have you ever played football before?" Because that's uh, that is just pure desire to get on the end of the ball, like. So yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, nice to be back. Nice to see. I'm sure it was Pritchard swung the ball in, wasn't it, for the for Serkin's header? Um, nice to see him involved in a in a goal. So yeah, really, really good. And hopefully that's uh, that puts us on a little good run. Now we've had a little bit of a, a bad run. Let's hope we start a little uh, mini revival. But obviously, uh, a tough couple of games coming up. Huge positive when you think about that that bad run off the top of my head only had the one defeat in it and it was a close one which was Swansea last week despite the fact that it had a bad performance which probably shows the standards that the team's team's given us. Ross, you're in my nearest to left so I'll chuck this question at you first. Um, I think we discussed it a bit about Pritchard. He wasn't my player of the match today um, but I thought Pritchard looked a little bit more like the Alex Pritchard we know and love and I think we said last week you know the standards that he set himself as why He's been frustrating recently, but he got himself an assist today. He's first in Bristol City. He could have quite easily got himself quite a few. He, I think he had he was involved in the build up to the first one as well. Um, I thought Pritch was one of the best players on the pitch today and showed exactly why we rate him. Was he was uh, how good was he for you? I thought he was good. I think playing him a bit deeper, not being the main focus, is the main like false number nine helped a lot because he got on the ball a lot more and he moved it round. Um, so, yeah, he was just much better getting on the ball. Him and Embleton linking up and Roberts, just the one, two, was passing the move it around. And the quality, to, for I think it was 0-9, actually, who, who took the quick free kick to Pritchard. But then that ball in the back post, it had shades of um, Lyndon Gooch's goal against Charlton, seeing someone diving in at the back post. But, yeah, when Pritchard plays like that, you can see we, we play better as a team when our more creative players get on the ball and play better football. It, it it makes total sense, and although we didn't don't have a striker, as it's been mentioned, when we play like that second half, the midfielders bring other midfielders into the game. Certain in the wings, Roberts on the wings, so if they're get on the ball more and are more creative in around the area of the box, it kind of takes away the need for a big man up top. Yeah, I think it does, and I, and I think, um. I picked out, I think it was Pritchard, Sirkin, obviously, for the assist and the goal. Um, and I picked out um, Alessi, who was a good player as well today. But for me, talking about creative players, someone who just looks like he's just back in his groove, Brad, is um, 
Patrick Roberts. I mean, when we signed him, I think we all said we know how highly rated he was, uh, what he can bring to the team if he if he reaches that potential. Past few weeks for me, even when we've not been that good, like the Preston game, the Blackpool game, he's, he's looked good. I think he absolutely destroyed James McLean. And James McLean's not a bad player. James McLean's a tough individual that'll, that'll get stuck in the tackles. And he just didn't know which way he was turning. He absolutely mullered him today. I thought that was Pat Roberts' best performance he's put in. Brad, how how, how high up was it for you? Yeah. I couldn't really pick much wrong with his performance. It was actually quite nice to see him going down the outside sometimes as well. Um, obviously, we know he's always going to quit inside. So there was sometimes today he was actually showing him he was going down the like going on the outside of the the fullback, so that was good to see. He was mixing it up a bit, and like you say, they didn't have an app. They didn't have a clue what to do with him, and it got to the point where they were putting two on him, and it was just freeing up the likes of Dan Neal or uh, Pritchard or Emberton to come and get the ball. Um, so yeah, it, his all round game was outstanding. Um, I just wish he'd got a goal or an assist out of it because that's all. That's his performance really merited it. I mean. I let the other guys speak about him as well. I've got another player I'm going to come back to shortly. Um, it's like a bit of an unsung hero this season, but I'll come back to him. But yeah, Patrick Roberts today. That that is that's the player that we knew he is and can be, and the reason why most the championship when you when you're done your your preview pods, you ask them for players to look that from our squad that they're looking out for, and they all mention Patrick Roberts. Because he is that highly rated, and we're starting to see the best of him once he's got a good run of games behind him. So, if he plays like that for another few, can't wait to see what he can do on Tuesday night. He, he hasn't performed like that since about his Celtic days. Um, I think he's been at Norwich, he's been at Derby, he's been at um, he's been at a few different. Well, he's been over in France as well, and you start wondering. Is is he is he going to just fritter into this twenty six twenty seven year old that ends up in you know League Two and with all his talent? I think he's starting to show us something why he was so highly rated. To me, the the way he moves with the balls, it's the kind of player you pay to watch. Someone said today it reminds me of Sessegnon, and I totally get what they mean. Like the way that he's got that low center of gravity, and you just don't know which way he's going to turn, and that gets you excited because you can see the defenders caking themselves. Um, it's great. I know who you're going to come back on to, so I, I, I will wait on it, Brad. But Brad, uh, sorry, no, Brad, sorry, Dave. Um, obviously, it was a lot of good performances I felt today. But Patrick Roberts in particular, how much is his form exciting you over the past sort of month? Maybe since the Reading game, give or take. It's yeah, it's, it's just nice to see. I think it goes for it goes for a lot of them, mate. It, it's I think we've actually found a, a brand of football which. We quite enjoy paying for, quite enjoy going to see, and you know, considering we had a, a lot of time of turgid football, it's it's nice to see vibrant, right age type people coming along and, and getting people on the edge of the seats, giving something about. And, and and Ross alluded to it earlier. You know, there's um, there was plenty of noise. The the fans will respond. They're not. You know that everyone will say that football fans are fickle in the art of a degree, but if you're watching the same old rubbish time and time again, I think we mentioned about who was it the other week was a Preston, and and just like how do they how do they manage to watch pay and, and turn up in their droves and and watch it and, and there's nothing to get excited about. People like Patrick Roberts are 
are always going to do that. He's obviously one of them, which going back to previous managers where they haven't necessarily been very good man managers. And they've they've let us, in terms of being managers, they've let us down because some of the players that we've had, they've either needed a, a loving arm around them or, yes, some of them might have needed bollockings and whatever. But we've never had the right people in charge to actually work out which player needs what. Um, and I think, you know, good old granddad, he, he gives us that to a degree, you know. Although I have heard some murmurs this week of, the other night about Max Thompson and stuff like that. It's um, it, which was an interesting read, but yeah, yeah, really enjoying it, mate. Uh, really nice to see a performance today as well as a result, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with the Max Thompson comments. They were a bit odd, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, I don't really care at the minute because we're in the game of football. Um. A lot of conversation on the Wigan forums and, and Twitter and stuff like that, Ross. Um, I might as well throw it out here because it's a talking point from the game. Um, not to put a down note on it because at the end of the day, it didn't happen no matter whether you think it was a red card or whether it wasn't. And the, the kid had a great game and scored a great equaliser. But um, the end button tackle on, on Charlie White, was it, a, was it a red for you, Ross? Um, not really because there was no intention to go in with the studs up. But I think he's follow through. And it, I think... It always looks worse on pitches after. And you look at the picture, you look like it looks a leg breaker. But watching it real time, he went for the ball and he's, he's moved, his legs moved up as he's went for the ball. Like, to be fair, it's one of them where it's against us. You probably look for, he's lucky to get away with it. But with referees at this level, I'm surprised they even give a foul. I'm now starting to judge tackles. Um in the championship solely on how close they are to uh, Jay Clark Salter's tackle on Adama Traore in 2017. If it's not that bad, it's not worth the red card. But um, for me, I think I kind of agree. I don't think he's gone in with excessive force. It's a bit clumsy, but I thought the one he got sent off last year for the Gillingham game was a lot worse. Um, I, I don't think it was. I think it was definitely a yellow. Um slightly mistimed. I don't think there's any malice in it. But when you slow it down, it looks like, oh my God, he's he's trying to like de- decapitate him. He hasn't. Um not not for me. But but Brad, I'll I'll throw the same question at you. Red card for you. I was actually going to refer to the Gillingham one last last season. If you can remember my comment to it and to the Gillingham fan, it was an orange card. That's sort of what I'm thinking today as well. If it's given us a red, you can't complain. And yeah, um, it's right on the it's on it's on the border, because I when I I'm 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 the other side of what I said when I seen it real time. I I looked at my pal who I was with. I went, he's off, because I thought it was it was late and quite wet. I've watched it back. Nah, it, I'm I'm right on the fence with it. It's an orange card. If it's given us a red, you can't complain. If it's a yellow, you think, oh, maybe he's just got away with that one. So, referee only gets one look at it in this league, the benefit of VAR. So, yeah, referee gets one look at it. And, it's, I mean, we've seen it back. It's not a red. I'm on the fence. Yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? Why are you coming, isn't it, for the, the analysis here of the orange cards and the sin bins? Um Dave, I might as well give you a opinion. I feel like I've wasted too much time now because I don't care. He scored and he was great. Um, but 
you've seen the tackle. Are you kind of with us on that? Are you are you totally against us? And you think it was a reckless, horrible challenge? Just just stick a few more cliches in, won't we? But uh, he's he's give the he's he's give the referee a decision to make, and yeah, looking at it, he's. I think I I agree with Ross there. If you watch him and his body language as he's going into the challenge, I don't think he's there to try and hurt the player. He has legitimately gone for the ball. Um, yes, it's mistimed, it's, but I wouldn't have necessarily said it was too far out of control. The Wigan player's just getting there before him. It's as simple as that. Um, but we're probably lucky at the, that the stadium alight. I think if we're at uh, if we're at Wigan's rugby ground, way unlucky lads. Um, then we probably uh, we probably get a red card, but hey, who cares? We won. Yeah, ultimately enough of that. That's me. I get about the way, right? Moving on. Um, Ross, I think Brad's going to touch on him soon, but I- I'm going to come on to it anyway. Um, nice and early. We were chatting today at the match and we we're saying about who's been the best players this year and we're saying you know, if the player of the year was decided now, which is obviously not, um, who, who would get it? And I was like, well, I think Luke's been great. I think Jack Clark's been great. And the lad went, Danny Bart. And everyone around me went, yeah, Danny Bart, 100%. He's not had a bad game this season. I don't think, I mean, obviously he did at some point, but I don't think I really counted him missing a header again, Ross. And his passing out from the back was good, and that's kind of not what he's expected to do. He dropped into what looked like more like a four when Circle went into left back second half, which improved. But he's still a good first half. Um, no blame can be attributed to him for the, the goal. He's just continuously getting better. There's a lot of chat around these young boys that we've signed that are really good and kind of the, the people that you signed in the project. And I've seen a tweet today that's saying, um, of all the players we've signed for the project, Danny Bart's been our best signing as part of this project, which technically doesn't fit the model. How close do you, are you agreeing with that, Ross? I massively. He's Mr. Reliable, isn't he? He's just... We always said that the one part we missed at the start of last season was a solid defender who could win aerial battles. But he brings a lot more to that. He organises the whole back line. There's a lot of young lads in there. And there's like a Luke O9, Lyndon Gucci, not defenders outright. Um, and he's just organised the whole place. And I can't think of many 50-50 aerial challenges that he hasn't won this season. And he's so adaptable as well. Like you see, he went from a five to a four. And he's just the leader in the middle all the time, no matter who's beside him. And I think he's with Elise, O'Neill and Ballard. I think and he's played it there were right. He's the only one who's been remained consistent throughout this season. And uh, I think he's... I've noticed him today... And first off, he was talking to uh, Patterson loads. So it's given a young lad like him uh, in goal a lot more assurances when he's got someone in front of him talking him through the game and giving advice about when to go, when to go along, when to come short. So I, he's just Mr. Reliable for me. Yeah, I think he's been absolutely superb. Um, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone. Um that I agree with pretty much everything you said there, Ross. That's why I brought it up. But but Brad, you were the one that, unless I'm completely wrong here, when he said it on some hero, um, I think he was the one that you wanted to praise Brad. So um, Danny Bart, you know, wax lyrical, please. Yeah, it was Danny Bart, you're right. I was trying to think of a player there where I was just going to say no. It was someone else. I couldn't. Um, it was Danny Bart. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've been watching him the last couple of weeks. He did not miss one header today. Um, any 50-50 he won every single one from minute one 
to the end when they put that in swinging corner, he got his head on the front post. Brilliant header. Um, and I was on B, uh, Total Sport after the game and I made a comment. And I don't know if it's controversial or if actually some people will agree with me. If Danny Barr was to get injured, he'd be as big a miss to Sunderland now as Ross Stewart has been at the other end of the pitch for what he brings to us this season. Now, it's a big shout because I know Ross does a lot for the team as a whole. And we've got the likes of Bailey Wright that you can bring on the slot in there. But for how much Danny Barr has brought to the squad this season, like you said, he's Elise's first season in professional football. He's got Serkin, who's just made the step up into his second season. And he's got 09 and Gooch at the back with him as well, who aren't defenders, but 09 is a defender. So that's, <laughs> but he is just. Mr. Reliable, he, he's, he's just been so good this season. I think it's going unnoticed because we've got that many good flair players. So immediately your eye or everyone talks about your likes, your Clarks, your Roberts, your Pritchards, everyone that goes forward creates things. What they don't see is the dirty side of the game and how, what uh, Danny Barr brings to us and how much of a miss it would be if, God forbid, Touchwood, he did get injured. Um yeah, I mean, there was a couple of times they were trying to thread something through and he would just stick them long legs out and it would it just get a nick on it and it would fall to Dan Naylor was in the right place at the right time. And it would relieve the pressure on us that they might have tried to start the build. Um, and like like Ross said, he just he was always talking to Anthony Patterson. I know you said he was doing the first half. I sit the other side and he was doing the second half as well. He's been outstanding. If the season was to get curtailed now, Danny Bart would be my player of the season. Um, and I don't actually think it will be close because, yes, we've had players who've been a nine one week, but then they might have dropped. Danny Bart has not dipped below a seven all season for me. No, he, he hasn't. I've got to agree with you on that. I think he's been superb. Um, it's probably testament to him that he's almost forgotten about he's that consistent. Um, I think he's been great. There's tons of players I, I could pick today, uh, Dave, and I don't want people to think that I'm missing anyone out. I'm really struggling to think of anyone who I didn't think was good today. Maybe Gooch, first half, but I'm being really harsh there. Um, For me, one thing I've noticed the past few weeks, we, we talked in the beginning of the season about how good of a player we thought Dan Neal was, but how to worry that he could only last 60 minutes. He's now lasting 90 minutes and being effective. Um, And it seems to be since Tony Mowbray's came in. Um, It's fair enough leaving him on the pitch for 90 minutes. But he has to be effective after those 60 minutes or so, otherwise you might as well just take him off. But he has been and he, he needs to play together well. And I, I think Corey Evans is a massive player for us, uh, which is a total turnaround from last season. But I genuinely think that Dan Neal's starting to get better and better and better and quite quietly better. Um, I thought he did very, very well in that midfield today. How much is it a plus for us, Dave, that, that Dan Neal is not just lasting the 60 minutes, but he's having the influence on games that we hoped he would have. Yeah, massive, mate. I, I think I think the thing that I've been impressed with with Dan Neal is he's, I couldn't quite decide what type of centre midfielder he was going to be. And I think the more games he gets under his belt, he's just becoming more rounded. He's getting a little bit of everything in his locker. Um, from we all know he can spot a pass. We all know he can, you know, he, he gets into some nice little positions just in like kind of the number ten role. But yeah, he seems to be he seems to be picking up some fitness, a, a lot of fitness. Maybe he's grown into his body a little bit because he's a little bit younger. But yeah, um, very impressed. Like you say, quietly going about and and it's 
again, I've heard a few murmurs. People have got to be, people have got to understand that the the youngsters in the team they're not going to play excellent every week. The, you've got to give them a little bit of room for error, and it's it's all very well clamouring to be top six and getting promoted to the Premier League and stuff like that, but it, it needs a little bit of patience time to time. And to be honest, that's not me mocking the fans because I think everyone has been patient without the patient without the centre forwards and stuff like that. But yeah, just give them a little bit of a chance that, that maybe he's not going to affect the game in the way that they think we should be affecting it all the time. But yeah, I, I quite like his work. I think he's going about it well. And maybe that's a, a good way to look at Tony Mowbray. Ultimately, he's, he's the custodian of the football team. And if he doesn't think you're good enough, then you're not going to be there. And let's be honest, there's plenty of other options in centre midfield. So he obviously thinks Dan Nail's got something about him. And he obviously feels as though he's impacting the game for long enough to be keeping him on the pitch for 90 minutes. And to be honest, I have no real reason not to trust Tony Mowbray at the minute. So, uh, yeah, hope it continues. No, I absolutely agree. Um, we'll keep it short and sweet this week because I just want to be positive and also I'm very busy. Um, <laughs> but I promised the lads at the service station I would do this. Ross, I'll, I'll come to you first. We've got Blackburn on Tuesday and Burnley on Saturday. Two big, difficult games. Let's not kid ourselves. We still don't have a striker. Those points in that game where if there was a striker that game would have been out of sight and we wouldn't have had to worry and, and wait till the 72nd minute so there are things that aren't 100% rosy but ultimately great win today does that mean we can go in Tuesday, Saturday and, and maybe still get a, a result from those games how, how many points would you be happy with? Um, I'd be happy with four to be honest I think Burnley are flying they had a great result today I think Blackburn also got a good win against the Smuggies so I think we've just got to be careful that we we just Stick to what we did today. Keep the ball on the deck. Don't get away from the wheel player. And I think and Diallo's got a massive chance of starting on Tuesday. And we're four at the back, especially with Gucci's injury because it worked really well. Um, but I as long let's see, as long as as long as we're competitive in games. The only thing that really disappointed me in this run was the first half against Swansea because we weren't competitive. Every other half and every other game we've been competitive, and if we keep plugging away and keep being competitive, keep creating chances. But you know, like I say, we're not expecting every game, but just be in these games and we found a way to score goals today. And we need to keep we need everyone else to chip in and for the next few weeks. And hopefully with Sims back on the grass, it's not too long away before we have a, a centre forward on the pitch to help them out. Brad, same question to you. How many points would you be happy with? How many points do you think we can get? Um, I'm going to Blackburn on Tuesday, so I'd like to see us pick up a point. I would accept two now, considering the run Burnley's on and where they're sat in the league and they're in a good bit of form. I would take two points with some good performances. Um, Blackburn a hit and miss. I think if you look at their record for the last six games, I think it's been 1-1, lost one, 1-1, lost one, 1-1 today. So, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Um and then the Burnley game next week. I mean, every team can beat everyone in this league. It's been shown. Um, if we can get a good crowd there, crowd behind us, I'll get Archie to get into them in the dressing room before the game. Um, I'm not just saying that because I, my son will do that. He's mascot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, 
snap your hand off for four. But realistically, I would be very happy with two points, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I, I think I think same. Dave, where you going? I think collectively we've said four points is what we'd be delighted with. Would, would two be enough for you? Are we being too negative with that? Should we just go for the six and think, bugger it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, as soon as you asked, I thought I'd be happy with two draws, if I'm honest. Um, but I, I'd be delighted with a, with a win and a loss. As, as far as you can be delighted we're losing anyway um, so yeah just just keep the points ticking over just keep giving a good account of ourselves you know who who knows Burnley keep the ball very well so that's going to be interesting to see uh, to see how the possession game goes because that's normally our bag as well um, and to be honest Saturday is probably going to go tits up so I'm sorry to everyone because I'm there so it's kind of it's going to go all wrong um, but yeah, fingers fingers crossed. I'd be over the moon with three. I'd be I'd accept two, and I'd be delighted with four. <laughs> Perfect. Um, nice, short, sharp, and sweet one. But ultimately, um, something one. But 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 before we go, and I know this might not land with everyone. I hope it does. Um. I never want to see any player score against Sunderland. Thankfully, we've won a game of football, um, and it's fine. I don't have to worry about it. But I'm really pleased that I saw Charlie White back on the pitch today. Um, not many things are bigger than football. Seeing what, what Charlie had gone through and, and seeing the interviews with him and stuff like that, I was still peed off that he banged one in the back of the net. But ultimately, we won the game and that, that's, I think, his second goal this season. And I think he, he's also got an assist on his first game back. So, um, fair play, Charlie. Great, great to see you back um, and great to see you doing well and, and playing well. Ultimately, um, I think... That's pretty much everything. But but before we go, Dave wants to add something. Dave, a bit keep it clean. Yeah, massively. Uh, to be honest, I dare say that is Charlie Wag's best finish at the stadium. Like it was a cracking little finish, to be honest, on his left foot. So, uh, big up Charlie. Hope you go on and score a few more this season. Um, love you lots, man. It's not against us, though. Eh? Um, like, share, subscribe, right? I have to say that at some point. Don't care if you don't. Uh, Sunderland won. Enjoy your Sunday when this will be going out in the morning. Um, hopefully, it's been all right because it's been a bit rushed together because we're all trying to watch the boxing. I'm stuck in a guest house in Lee. Um, I've been on a coach for a while, but I don't have the sniffles. So, positive week. Um, thanks for listening and cheers very much. Mm-hmm.